This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Ah, uh, yeah. Wednesday morning, September 1st. September is here, Barrett Brooks. Can you believe it? The month of football is upon us. And we are live on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. Get on that um, get on that channel, subscribe, smash the like button, tell a friend, and all that good stuff. But we got a lot to talk about today because between yesterday's show and today's, a lot went down with the football team and with the basketball team. There is drama, once again, surrounding Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid is in a Twitter storm. We're going to go through it piece by piece, blow by blow. We got uh, uh, our boy Zangaro from NBC Sports Philadelphia coming up at 11.30 to talk about the 53-man roster and uh, everything Eagles. And then we got Matt Mullen from Philly Voice, uh, who's been doing a great job with all this Ben Simmons stuff. Because now, apparently, not only uh, is there the stuff from Shams Sharania that it's not a question of if, but when they trade Ben Simmons. But now Ben Simmons ain't coming to camp. He wants to be traded. He would like to go to uh, one of the uh, California teams, even though I think he mentioned only three, and he doesn't realize, maybe he doesn't realize Sacramento is still part of California. But (laughs) he wants to go out west, and Clutch Sports has now stepped in his agency and said, oh, yeah, Tyrese Maxey, he going too because he was scheduled apparently to do some events in the Philadelphia area. Uh, and some of it was charity uh, associated and they've told those places to cancel the events. Tyrese Maxey, he's going to be gone. What? Too, Brooks. Yep. Oh, that's the latest. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's the latest. It, it, if he's not going to Portland, then he's not canceling anything. Right. You know, I don't want yeah. to. No, I don't, I don't want anybody, else. but but right. Damian Lillard. <laughs> right. Give me Lillard or give me peace. We're gonna or give me death. That's the case. Yeah. 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 Well, so we'll, we'll get into all that in the second hour, but we got to start with football because yesterday, uh, you know, was the, the 53 man cut down day by four o'clock. And last I checked, Zach Ertz is still a Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, but some guys are no longer with the team. And I wanted to just sort of get an overview. We'll go through it. Position group by position group, uh, you know, player by player. But I, uh, overall thoughts, just, you know, when you saw who got cut and who didn't, Barrett. This team went super, super young, man. I mean, super yeah. young. You look at almost every position, there's a, there's a bunch of rookies there. There was only one rookie from this draft class that didn't make the team. Mm-hmm. Jake Stoll, tight end. Tyree Jackson. Former quarterback turned tight end. They right. made the squad behind Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Yeah, Jacoby Stevens was the only draft pick, I believe, that didn't make the team. The exactly. safety slash linebacker from LSU. And yeah. he'll clear waivers. He'll clear waivers yeah. and he'll be on the practice squad. But I mean, it's this is a I mean a young. I'm looking at this offensive line, and you know, Herbig was drafted in 2019. Uh Brett Toth was brought in in 2019. Then after that, Jordan uh not Jordan Malata, but uh 
if you look at everybody after that, they're the, the second team are all guys the first and second year. Landon Collins this year. I mean, they landed uh, Dickerson this year. Right. Uh, you look at the entire offensive line, the second team offensive line, they're all young guys. Jack Driscoll, 2020. Um, you know, so I'm looking at this thing like, wow, they are really going into a movement with 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 use, uh, the wide receivers. I mean, Greg Ward is an elder statesman in that meeting room. He is the the the, the vet that they're looking for, for you know, to 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 you know go into the future with. He is the vet. He was wow. drafted 2017 or free agent 2017. Another former quarterback. This is a young team, man. A very young team. Yeah, I know that uh, you know, I, I see on the stream they're already saying Ash is saying that Jimmy Kemsky has a a piece uh out about the youth of the team and where they compare with the with the league. And I was gonna get to that. Um, you know, they are very, very young, but when, when you really look at it from top to bottom, like the oldest team to the youngest team, the median age really isn't that far apart. So I, I don't know right. what that really means. You know, if your your average age is twenty five point four years versus twenty five point six years, does that really mean a, a hill of beans to me? That it's like it you're really splitting hairs there. It doesn't. But when we look at Philadelphia teams, I mean, uh, Philadelphia Eagles teams. We've had always the oldest roster out, man. Yeah. I mean, keep a guy like Alshon, bring him back Deshaun. I mean, this this team has been a very, very, very old team for the most part. Man, mm-hmm. hell, we've had, uh, you know, when they let the bodyguard go, when they let Peters go. I mean, right. He was an older guy. Right. They love their older players. They right. like their older players. They're well, just, just getting rid of him, just getting rid of him probably skewed the average weight down, <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right now, they call him Joe Flacco Papa. <laughs> right. Yeah. Grandpa. Yeah, exactly, yeah. man. Yeah, I'll tell you. But, I mean, obviously, if you look at that list of teams, if you're young and good, You've got a great, you know, future. Your fan base can look forward to the next three years, three, four years of a pretty darn good product. If you're old and bad, you're screwed. Well, because the, like Tampa Bay is one of the oldest teams, but they won the Super Bowl last year and they're trying to run it back this year. And they probably they, they could have a good chance of not only making the playoffs, but getting deep into playoffs again. No question. You know? But when you look at this, this is the way the team is supposed to be constructed. I mean, we went out and got all these free agents instead of building the team through the draft. This is how you build the team through the draft. Right. You draft your guys, you keep them, you 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 coach them up, make them better players. You don't go out and get free agents. The teams that have been great, the perennials in this league, are teams that keep their draft picks and right. mold their draft picks. That's exactly right. what the Steelers do. Right. They keep their draft picks and mold their draft picks into what they want. They right. they they, they indoctrinate them into the Steeler way. And, and well, we'll this see. team is the same thing. Well, we'll see. You know them keeping all these draft picks except one. You know we'll see if that's just a move to to prove that hey we drafted the right guys. You know we'll we'll make sure you know and tell you that or right. if it's reality. Right. You know we'll see how this plays out in the season. But yeah, it was it is a good thing because it's never good when you know a team cuts three or four of their draft picks that they just took a few months ago. It's like, dude. I mean, what were you doing? You misevaluated a lot of players. So at, the, at least for what it's worth today, it looks like they really like their draft picks. Now, we'll see if we like them. Well, right, right. Yeah. We'll see. You know, we, right. we still got to see the performance on the field. We don't know what this team was going to be like on the field because, you know, we haven't seen the starters up there. But I'll tell you this. I like the fact that they have this new infusion of youth. 
these guys are coming in. They're going to coach them up, and that's what this 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 uh, coaching staff has been gun ho on from the from the beginning. They yeah. want to get their guys in there and coach them up, teach them their new, teach this you know this new regime as an Eagles team that they're bringing in the culture. Right. So I mean, I'm I'm, I'm I'm glad they're going about it this way. Uh, there are a couple of guys I thought they shouldn't have kept. Like they shouldn't have kept uh, Marlon, the 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 tackle from uh, the defensive tackle from USC. Yeah, he got his butt kicked the entire preseason. Yeah, he didn't see, do anything to, to turn my head. You know, saying all right, he did a good. No, he didn't. He shouldn't be on the roster. But right, at this now, point, I'm looking at that. T. Bob McGill, he's a uh, you know he's on the COVID list right now. So maybe he steps in and then they cut him and put him on the practice squad. I guess that's what they're gonna try to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know what's going on. Is your uh, wireless? Is your grandson on the wireless upstairs? No, what it's is coming, it doing? It's going. It's going in and out. It's kind of zotsing in and out a little oh, bit. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, we'll go through this stuff uh, position group by position group. But as far as as far as the age stuff goes, I mean, like the youngest team in the NFL, uh, and this is from Kemsky, is the Jets. They're you know twenty twenty five point one years of age is their their mean their average and the lions are the next youngest now the lions you know they're young but they never seem to get the right players you know the browns (laughs) the browns are the third youngest team now the browns were you know pretty deep in the playoffs last year so if you're a browns fan you're like hey man man, we were in the playoffs and we're young that's a that's a great sign the next team is the panthers i don't know what the panthers are i'm rooting for matt rule for success but i have no idea if they're any good or not Where's then Buffalo the, on that list? Uh, the Buffalo Bills are, let's see, they're pretty old. They're oh, towards okay. the bottom. Wow. Um, they're about two-thirds of the way down. They're with the Chiefs. The Chiefs and Bills are right at the you know, around the same spot. Then it's Titans, Seahawks, Niners, Patriots are old, uh, Cardinals, Bucks, Texans, and Bears. See, now the Texans are old, and they stink. We're <laughs> a Texans fan. You look at this man. Not only do we stink, we got no quarterback, but our age, our average age, is the second oldest team in the league. Wow! The wow. Bears are the oldest team according to this chart. How is that? Yeah. Wow. Well, they're defense. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Yeah, they're these old. The Saints are probably down there also. Uh, yeah, they are. The Saints are. The Saints are right around with the Chiefs and Bills. Right. Yeah. So. You know, the Eagles kind of fall, you know, just ahead of that. The Eagles are kind of in the middle of the pack with a 25.9 average age. They're 20th, actually, out of the 32 teams. The wow. Yeah. Well, imagine if they went into the roster what they had last year, the year before that. Oh, they'd be they way down. Been, oh, they'd oh, be yeah. one of the oldest ever. You know, they probably would be the oldest team. Right. And like I say, they need this new infusion of youth. They need to go out there and, and, and basically train these guys up. Raise these guys up in your eagle way, you know, uh-huh. the Nick Sirianni way. You're the head coach. You know, make this happen. That's Man, what I'm I, looking for. I, I was listening to Sirianni. They were playing it, uh, you know, on, on uh, the radio yesterday. I think it was a it was a recap. I don't think it was live. But, man, Sirianni, whenever he talks, man, he's he is so excited about football. Like, dude loves him some ball. Like, I like that aspect about him because I love football. You love football. But, man, is this guy pumped up. And, you know, he's, it, this, is, this isn't like he's faking it. He no, was the same no. way 
year before last, last year. I mean, he was he was always been a guy that's you now he's a coach's son, right. so he was raised that way. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a pretty good football player, also. But right, he loves ball in the sense that you know that's his life. Right, you know, right. football he was, eats and sleeps and you right, know, football. Right. Yeah, yeah. I love football, but not like this guy does. No, I know. You know but what, I'm, what I do like about it, and I'm you know I don't know how if he's going to be a, a good head coach yet or not. But what I do like about it is that's something that's an a a characteristic that he is looking for he and his staff is looking for in everybody on their roster you got to love football you don't love football you might not be you're not going to be on the team unless you're like maybe even the most talented of players because he wants guys that really are committed to football Exactly, and yeah. you know, so I like that. I, I might not, I might not have made the team. You know, what I'm saying? I love football, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know if I love it like that. You know, if, you know, hey, man, reminds, you know. Yeah, if only you loved football like you love White Castle, right? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> if you loved it like you love White Castle, you'd be a part of this team. I'd be all pro. <laughs> That's what I'd be. <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's go through it. Um, obviously, the quarterbacks, no surprises there. Uh, the three guys were the three guys. The running backs, this is kind of interesting. They cut Jordan Howard. Uh, your boy yeah, Holyfield obviously was cut, and Jason Huntley. So your thoughts on Jordan Howard being released? I, I think they're going to bring him back. I mm-hmm. really do. Um, but they they don't want to you know be locked to his salary. Once you're a veteran, veteran and you make the active roster, that means your, your contract is basically guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So they want to keep from guaranteeing that contract, you know what okay. I'm saying, locking it in. So that's why they did that. Same thing with Richard Rodgers. The okay. same exact, I think that's the same exact thing they're doing with him. But they need Howard. They don't yeah. have that 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 fourth and one back. They don't right. have that goal line back. You right. know, I mean, these guys that they have now are kind of light in the butt, man. And the pass protection, you know, that right. he that he brings. You know, a veteran that's, that's, guy. Exactly. You yeah. know, they don't have a guy like that that can protect. And if you're talking about going out there and and, and running 21 personnel, two running backs and one tight end. And you have to block a linebacker blitzer. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have enough junk in their trunk right. to stop a guy like that. You know, maybe Boston Scott does the dump truck. The dump truck. He'll probably yeah. get it done. He'll get yeah. it done by <laughs> by any means necessary. But you know, you need you need a bigger back. You need a, a, a more physically um, physically aware of his size. You know, because right. these guys are more like scat backs. He's aware that he's a big back, mm-hmm. and that awareness makes him a good goal line guy a good short yardage guy and a good blocking uh, running back in the backfield. Right. And let's put this on record now for everybody. This is a show that is fans of junk in the trunk. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we, we love us some junk in that trunk. <laughs> All right. Um, wide receiver group, obviously Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins. Greg Ward made the team, which we, we suspected he would. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Now, this is one of those calls where you're like, is this because I'm hell-bent on proving that he was the right pick in the second round, or is this guy a legit fifth wide receiver in the NFL? I think it's just more so that Fulgham and um, and, and and High was the name? High, uh, Hightower. Hightower. Yeah, they got cut. Fulgham and Hightower just didn't do enough to unseat him. Hmm. You know, this is, this is a lack of production out of those two, which allowed him to make the squad. I mean, he didn't really do enough. He led right. last preseason game. He said, all right, Dan. He went out and made a catch. Then yeah. he turned around and had a touchdown. Like, all right, we can keep him around because, you know, by default, Hightower and Fulgham did nothing to impress us. Yeah. But you know, I'll tell you, man, you know, Fulgham 
going from practice squad, you know, to a first couple five, six weeks of the season last week was like, you know, a, a bright, he was a bright spot on that team. He was, he was playing like a, like a veteran wide receiver. Then he For goes five back. Games, to the, he was the best right. receiver in the league. He was, I, I think he, didn't he have the most yards? Of yes. any of their receivers? Yeah. And then he goes games. back, to, you know, he's trying to compete for his job, a uh, training camp cut. I mean, that's just, you know, that's like here, up here, right back down. It's a what have you done for me lately, Lee? It really is. You know, it's you know, brutal. So, I mean, you know, you showed all this talent. And then you 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 see, that's that's exactly why I don't want Jordan Malata to, to become complacent. Because right. Fogum became complacent. He started reading all the tabloids about himself, reading all the clippings. And then he just thought he had it made. You have to work even harder once you reach the spot that you're at to, to keep the spot. It's harder right. to keep it than it is to, you know, get to it. To actually get it. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I mean it's it's he 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 didn't do enough, man. He wasn't, you know, creating separation. And they liked the fact that he was getting those 50-50 balls. Yeah. He didn't get those 50-50 balls, so why keep him around? Now, I see on the stream, uh, John Shelton is wondering if Barrett will have to leave the show to do an NBC hit today. Uh, no, not today. But yesterday? Today. Yeah. Yesterday from, from, from 4 o'clock all the way until like 10, 10.30 last night, I was doing hits. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. All day Well, long. where where at? Just NBC or is it all NBC, across the country? Across the country. It'd be everywhere. Oh, man. But, but the majority of them were NBC. I had to wow. send people these clips, you know, that they put on the uh, put on the uh, on the site, right? And I had to do something up, you know, for for SNL, you know, the late night show, right? Plays during the day. I mean, I, I was doing hit upon hit upon hit upon hit, man. Wow, I think Aton's doing hit upon hit upon hit upon hit right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> different kind of hits, different kind of hits. <laughs> All right, uh, let's keep going with this. Again, we got uh, Dave Zangaro coming up at 11.30. Um, let's see, tight ends, Goddard, Ertz, Tyree Jackson, and Stoll. Richard Rogers cut. You explained that it's similar for you know a veteran. It's basically a, a guaranteed money situation, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely guaranteed money. They just don't want to be tied to that uh, to that salary going forward just in case they find somebody else out there. So, you know, I mean, that's the tough part about being in the NFL. They, mm. They're very, very uh, conscious of, 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 of salary and everything else. So, yeah. at the end of the day, you might be the best player ever. But if they can find a loophole to keep you from getting your money, they're going to do it. Yeah. All right. Andre, uh, Andre, <laughs> look at that, that, that a name here, Andre Dillard. Offensive line, cuts, Opeta, uh, Coyote got cut. LaRaven Clark and Ross Piersbacher we knew was cut. So Opetta did get uh, bounced. He had to because he didn't play well at all. Right. He didn't play well at all. But you know, look at uh, you know, if 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 what's the name, LaCraven? Yeah, LaRaven Clark. If he if he clears everything, they probably will bring him back on a on a practice squad. Yeah, yeah. Coyote, they'll bring him back and put him on the practice squad. Hmm. But you know, linemen are a premium these days. That's yeah, exactly man. why I was telling people talking about they're gonna trade Dillard. Right. I don't know if they're going to trade Dillard because it's a commodity to have a left tackle, period, yeah. point blank. You know I heard I heard Howie, you know, this could be coaches speak, general managers speak, but they, both the coach and the general manager were raving about Andre Dillard's camp and about what a luxury and great thing it is to have two left tackles, blah, 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 blah. Now, you know, we'll see. Somebody gets hurt around the league and Howie can flip him for a, you know, a, a decent pick. It could still happen. 
but they kept 10 offensive lines. It, it will happen. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. But, you know, it's a luxury to have two left tackles. But that's all he is, is a left tackle. Right. right. He can't play right. So if, if if there was a if there was a problem and and you know one of the tackles like if, if Lane gets hurt, they'll move Jordan Malata to the right side. Oh, okay. And then stick, you know, stick, you know, then Dillard on the left side. Okay. All right, D line. Uh, the guys that got cut, Ridgeway got cut. Uh, Raquan was- Williams and Jaquan Bailey and Matt Leo. I thought that. Um, I thought Hassan Ridgeway would have made the team, but I think it kind of got skewed a little bit because uh, McGill is on the COVID list, and I believe when he comes back, he's going to take the place of the rookie Marlon to up whatever his name is. We just say Marlon T, you know, the tackle from USC. He's going to be put on a practice squad because he'll clear Reavers. He didn't do anything, okay. but uh, Hassan Ridgeway is one of, another one of those guys they'll probably bring back because mm. of salary, you know. Yeah. So, they can't guarantee that salary. Yeah, Marlon Tua Pulotu. Yeah, uh, we were kind of surprised. Pulotu. All right, linebackers, the cuts, uh, Jacoby Stevens, which is the draft pick, and Rashad Smith. No real surprise, right? No real surprise, but I, I, I thought they liked him a lot, though. They really like him, but, you know, Smith, he just didn't do enough. But if you look at this linebacker core, these guys are young, athletic, Fast, fast linebackers, yeah. Yeah. you know, and and you know, you know, they, the fact they care, they they kept Jannard Avery mm-hmm. as a linebacker tells me that they're going to run a, a lot of that bare front mm. where they cover both the guards at the center, and yeah. you know, use him as more more of a a rush in slash if they have to drop back in coverage he can, but he's more of a rush guy at the Sam linebacker, so they're going to run more of an over front mm. as opposed to you know, a conventional front. So that over yeah. allows them to put him on the line. Yeah, the guys they kept, obviously, Eric Wilson, Singleton, and Edwards. Sean Bradley made the squad. Uh, Patrick Johnson, Avery you spoke of, and Davion Taylor, who was a draft pick last year. Uh, That's the kid, uh, third-round pick, I believe, from Colorado. That's from Colorado, yes. Kind of was showing some promise here in this camp. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and he, then he got banged up, right? Exactly. You know, he – See, he has he still has a lot of learning at the linebacker position. You know, his family are seven day Adventists. Oh, yeah. So they did they didn't if they had the team his high school team had a game on Saturday, he couldn't play in it. On Saturday. No, yeah. no, no game on Saturday. <laughs> exactly. So so for four years he didn't play on Saturday. Only right. games he could play is on, on Friday. On Friday. Friday. So he's still learning the game. Man. Right. He's still learning the game. So I mean he had he showed some promise this last camp. Speed or quickness, he still overruns a lot of stuff, but that just comes with him learning. You know, he reminds me a lot of uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael's we had here, uh, Michael, the linebacker, his brother plays for Minnesota. Michael, oh, Michael uh, Kendrick's. Kendrick's. Kendrick's, Kendrick's, yeah, yeah, Kendrick's. He reminds me of Kendrick's, overran a lot of places. Then mm-hmm. once he finally got it, became a really good linebacker. Davion could probably be the same way. All right, cornerbacks or um. Yeah, cornerback Slay, obviously Nelson. We know the cuts were Craig James, Jaquette, and Kavon Seymour. Uh, I, I, they cut Craig. I didn't know they were going to do that. Craig uh, James, thought, yeah, yeah, Craig James. You know, I, Craig's been a pretty good, you know, pretty good player for him. They'll probably bring him back in, as needed. But um, mm-hmm. I, I like him. I like the quarterbacks, man. I, I think they'll be able to go out there and compete. Joshua Scott, you know, we got him from Jacksonville. Right. He's gonna compete, man. You know, he's gonna go out there and, and, and 
play in that slot position. He can play on the outside, but he's more suited to play in a slot. Uh, Zach McPherson showed that he could play a little bit. Yep. Had a rough game against the Steelers, but still, right. you know, he still practiced well. Uh, he held his own as a rookie, you know, it, it, you know, in these dual practices. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's got to step it up a little bit. All right, safety. Uh, Elijah Riley got whacked. Andrew Adams, Grayland Arnold, and Blake Countess were the cuts. I think that um, Arnold will be one of those guys they bring back. Uh, they like him. They like Adams also. They'll probably bring mm-hmm. him back, you know, at certain times, you know, when needed. But, you know, the safety position, I think we're locked down. Anthony Harris is going to make something happen. They have uh, two quality backups in, in Marcus Epps and, uh, and uh, you know, the Kayvon Wallace. Wallace. Yeah. So if he stays yeah. healthy, he played very well in camp. So they were very comfortable with putting him as a starter until McLeod gets back. Okay. All right, so, so that's you know, pretty the much the roster worked out pretty good. Now we still haven't talked about the kicking game, right? You know, right. I mean, this this might be our Achilles' heel. And uh, you don't you like Aaron Sipos? You don't like him? Yeah. I the like punter? him. I like the punter, but I'm talking yeah. about Jake. Oh, Is he Elliot, all right? Yeah. Is well, he okay? Yeah. Hey, man, you know. How many teams go into a season not thinking that they might be two weeks away from cutting their kicker? Right. <laughs> I mean, seriously. But he's been hurt. He didn't play in a couple games. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, right. So you know, I'm looking for him to big things. And then the return game. So, you know, what are they going to do return game? I mean, they have Jalen Rigger. They're going to use him in a punt return situation. Maybe Devontae mm-hmm. Smith. Ward, oh, you know, would you really want to expose him to that? Would you want right. to expose he, he, Devontae Smith to that? I don't yeah, know, see, man. There, there lies the problem. Yeah. There lies the problem. A lot of guys, guys get hurt on kickoff return. Well, right. And, and, you know, punt returns. I mean, you know, whenever they needed a big one, they used to, you know, drop Deshaun back there. You know, when it was like when he went out there, you know, like, hey, man, they need it. They need a big one here. Him and Westbrook, but, you know, yeah, Berkeley, right. Bar- Meadowlands type of deal. Exactly. But uh, I, I think they're going to put Gainwell back in the kickoff return and then uh, get Gainwell and Dump Truck back there uh, and kickoff return. But uh, Jalen Reger. I see him as the guy that's probably going to start as the punt returner. Oh, you think so? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, John Dickerson on the stream said, uh, Harry, on an earlier show, we were discussing that you're the only non-bald male on the Jacob Media platform. Do you you fear for your job? And I said, I always fear for my job. (laughs) You don't – I mean, there's only very few handful of people – in this town, in this kind of a job that don't fear for their job. I'm Absolutely. not one of those. <laughs> I tell people all the time, it's just like, I feel like I'm still in the NFL in the aspect that as soon as I sign my name on a contract, the mm-hmm. ink's not even dry yet. They're trying to replace it with somebody. Exactly. Somebody cheaper. Good looking, yep. cheaper, you cheaper. know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it knows a lot more than I do. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm used to it. It's just a, it's just a harsh reality. The harsh right. of harsh realities. Now, we got uh, Dave Zangaro coming up here in a couple of minutes. Locked and uh, loaded. We'll, we'll discuss more of the, the roster and everything Eagles. In the second hour, we'll hit on some other things. We got this whole Carson Wentz stuff out in Indianapolis. There's a big columnist out there. Uh, is it Greg Doyle, I think his name is. Been, around, been yeah. out there forever. Indianapolis star and all over the place. And he's basically, not basically, he is calling for Carson Wentz to be released because of his selfishness. So we got to get into some of that because that affects the Eagles. This this whole trickle-down effect with Wentz 
affects us with the draft pick. That's why it's relevant here. It's not that we're just obsessed with, you know, our former players. Also, a little bit on uh, Jimbo Fisher. Did you see this? He got a raise at Texas A&M. What? I find this to be unbelievable, man. I'll tell you what, he must have a great agent. Because we'll discuss that. And, of course, Ben Simmons. Now the latest is is he's not coming to camp. And not only is he not coming to camp, but Tyrese Maxey will be – uh, must be traded as well because they're represented by the same guy, Rich Paul at Clutch Sports. We'll talk uh, to Matt Mullen uh, about that in the second hour. Right now, we'll take a short time out. Be back with Dave Zangaro from NBC Sports Philly. You're listening to The Middle with Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. And welcome on back to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. Half hour into uh, Big Wednesday show. We've got a couple of guests coming up. A couple of big topics that are brewing. And we spent the first uh, half hour of the show basically going through the roster. The 53 man has now been determined. 
practice squad is coming up next. And on to talk about that and uh, all things Eagles is our buddy Dave Zangaro from NBC Sports Philly. And uh, Dave, welcome to the show, man. How are you? I'm good, guys. How you doing? All right. Hey, what's up, bro? Your plant looks like it grew a little bit with all this rain. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we've been trimming it back. Right. All right. What? What? Your, what were your initial thoughts? Any surprises? Anything jump out at you after the fifty-three man came out yesterday? Yeah, there were a few surprises. And look, it's not done. Uh, they have the sixth priority in that waiver claim order. So uh, the last time they had a new head coach, they claimed three players. So I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that happens again. So it's the 53 man for now, but we'll see. Uh, the biggest surprises, at least numbers-wise, five receivers, three running backs. That's light. And uh, the Jordan Howard cut surprised me more than, honestly, the Travis Fulgham cut. Um, just because, and look, I don't think Jordan Howard is a great player, but the way they treated him during training camp, I thought he was going to be on the team. And they, and they can cut him and bring him back. They, they can play that game, and maybe that's what they're doing. But based on the way, I mean, he was the first guy up with the second team every day. And I, I thought for sure he had this roster made. I thought they were going to keep four. So that was a little bit of a surprise. And, and Fulgham's a mild surprise. I mean, this is a guy who on merit did not deserve to make this roster. He didn't have mm -hmm. a very good summer. But it, it's tough to cut a guy when you saw what he could do in games last year. And, and if there's any bit of that still left in him, it's tough to give up on it. Mm-hmm. My biggest surprise was the tight end position, man. Um, they cut Richard Rodgers. At this point, I don't think I think they have one guy that can block the edge on the run, and, and that's Dallas Goddard. All the other guys are really token, um, not they're token blockers, but they're very good catching tight ends. You know, yeah. I mean, what do you say about that? Yeah, no, I mean that's true. I, and Rodgers is another guy who we could see in a, in another week. You know. Um, he's a vested veteran, and that's the game. They can bring him back after week one and not have to guarantee his salary. We've seen the Eagles do that before. It was like a, a yearly occurrence with Najee Good. And, you know, it, Richard Rodgers was out there for a long time. Same with, with Jordan Howard. I don't think there's going to be a lot of teams going after those guys. So the Eagles can play that game if they want and, and bring him back at a certain point. You know, Tyree Jackson's going to go on IR, I would assume. He's not – He's not close to returning, so that'll free up a spot. The The tricky thing here is they have a few guys on this roster who can go on IR and likely will with the new IR rule. So you have Tyree Jackson or maybe like a Davion Taylor who's been banged up, maybe Jannard Avery. The problem is you can't put them on IR until after this waiver claim today. So mm. um, in order to claim a player that – got released to final cuts, you have to cut another player. You can't just say, well, we'll put Tyree Jackson on IR. So it's a little tricky right now to kind of figure out how they're going to maneuver this. But, um, yeah, I see your point at tight end. Uh, I, I don't know what Jack Stoll is. I get why they kept him. They lost a good young tight end last year in Noah Tongiai, who they, didn't, they thought they could get back to the practice squad, and he was scooped up by the Colts. So maybe that's what they thought about. This year with Jack Stoll, they just don't want to lose him, so they keep him around. I don't know how much he can help this year. Hmm. Follow Dave on Twitter at DZangaro NBCS. Now you got uh, something here where you got a list of players that have caught your eye that maybe the Eagles might claim here because you brought that up in the in the open that you know the previous coaching staffs have you know have, have acquired a lot of players. So who who jumps out at you? 
Yeah, there are some names there. And honestly, I didn't like the the group of running backs as much. I, I think if they add a running back, it might have to be later. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking at the names that were available, I, I wasn't really wowed by them. I think there are better receiver options. Um, Tyron Johnson, uh, who has familiarity with Shane Steichen with the Chargers, Chargers played yeah. quite a quite a bit last year at 20 catches. And uh, he also played on some special teams units, which is a big deal when you're talking about a bottom of the roster receiver, Kadero Hodge, uh, who was with the Browns last couple seasons. Uh, I think he's going into his fourth year in the league. He's played a ton of special teams. So it's funny. You can look at all the success guys are having as receivers, but honestly, a lot of the times these back of the roster players need to play special teams. And that was a big thing that the two receivers I cut yesterday, uh, especially John Hightower just doesn't play special teams. So mm-hmm. when you're trying to make a roster and Jay Jaws not great at it, you know, but he's at least trying, he's, he's getting <laughs> right. better and he's trying at it. Like half of it's just being willing to get better at being a special teamer. You like any one of the St. Brown brothers. You know, the guy from uh, Green Bay, who's the older one, and the kid from uh, Detroit, who's the younger one. Yeah, I mean, there's something there. I I, I like – there are some other options I like better. Um, But if it depends on what they're looking for, too. I mean, if they're looking at this saying, well, we have kind of smaller receivers. Do we want a big body? There are some big bodies out there for sure. So uh, it just depends on on how they want to do it. And it depends if Jay Jaw's here to stay because – he could fill that role of a big-bodied guy. I know he's been playing in the slot all summer, but he has obviously played outside, and he can maybe fill that role. So it depends on what they really think of him. Hmm. You see, Dante Freeman's out there, though. Oh, yeah, wow. and he's a, he, he's a veteran. So um, yeah, I, I could see him being a guy like if they. I don't look. I don't know how much he has left. Uh, it, it's a, that's a serious question, but if, if they want to look at a veteran, I could see them bringing in a few guys to take a look at them and, and kind of seeing what they have left in their legs. But I don't know if he'd be the answer there. I, I sometimes running backs just take that steep decline and, and he might've taken it. Do you think Jay jaw made the team because of what he did in the final preseason game? Or this is like how he just saying, damn it. I'm determined to make to make this second round pick work out. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I think you can make the argument that he would have made the team either way and how he would have said that. Mm -hmm. But it it helps their case out because he outplayed Travis Fulgham, not just in that last preseason game, but throughout training camp. And and John Hightower, too. John Hightower was banged up for a while. And it wasn't like Jay Jaw had a great summer. He didn't. I mean, he was okay. I thought he had a better summer going into the 2020 season, actually. Uh, but I think it is fair to say he outplayed Fulgham. So if if the coaching staff and the and the front office are saying we're not going to care about what these guys have done in the past, and this is a competition, we're going to see what they do here this summer. Yeah, Jay Jaw deserved to win the job. You look at the youth of the offensive line, man. Um, the whole entire second team of uh, Herbig's 2019, Toth 2019. Uh, you know, all these guys are really, really young. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Landon Dickerson. You know, they got some reps last year, but at the end of the day, man, are these guys good enough to go forward if an injury happens? And we'll, we'll see who they get to their practice squad because they had a few interesting cuts on that old line. They had to cut someone. I mean, they were so deep um, that they, they had to cut some decent players. I mean, Sua Opeda is a guy who played for them last year. 
had to cut him that they're going to try to bring him back to the practice squad. Coyote Owasika from Buffalo had a really good summer. He played mostly guard for the Eagles this summer, but they did give him some reps at tackle. They think he can do both. I mean, they were so deep. They, they traded like Matt prior. Oh, I, I like, like Coyote a lot. He can play. You can tell right away. Even in, you, you, we were watching one on ones together. Kick can play, and they yeah, tried to hide yeah. him. I mean, they were I, they, <laughs> they they all but like put a, a blanket over the kid all right. summer to make sure other teams didn't see him. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if that worked. Uh, the toe thing is amazing to me. I don't know if he can play or not, but if he can, that's another feather in Jeff Stoutland's cap. And this mm. is a guy who didn't pass protect in college. Yeah, played at Arby. He played right. in Arby. Yeah. Uh, he didn't know how to pass block, but they made him into a pass blocker. Not only that, he could play guard and tackle. So, you yeah. know, he's one of those multi-purposes Swiss Army knives that they love with the Eagles as far as offensive linemen. Did you yeah. hear how, how easily uh, Coyote's last name rolled off of Dave's tongue, uh, Barrett? You and I, you I, and I so struggle jealous. with that one. <laughs> I was Sika. so good. <laughs> what, what is it? I said I was Sika. I was Sika. Yeah. I've said right, a say, lot. He, he's been saying out. Say Marlon's last day. Marlon Tuipolotu. Tuipolotu. Just come Tui right out to him. Man, boom. He should, we should be saying his day. He should not have made the 53-man roster. Man. Yeah, and you know what? You mentioned how young the roster is. It's clear that they've gone for um, developmental young players over guys who can help them right now. And He's a very good example of that. He didn't deserve to make the roster. He finally started to play a little better against the Jets in those practices and in that game. So there's something there. But they've it's clear. I mean, but even the Landon Dickerson move, he's not ready to play right now. Mm-hmm. But they thought, you know, if we can have we don't want to lose these six weeks, the six week practice window. Well, really more than that, because we're still a week plus away from the, the season opening. So they're like seven and a half weeks of practice is more important to us than putting him on in the NFI and having that extra roster spot. They haven't been shy about it. I mean, it comes from the top. Jeff Lurie talked about this being um, not a rebuilding year, but whatever you want to call it, a developmental year. They're, they're trying to to build something. So they've clearly prioritized getting those younger players experience. And I don't necessarily think it's the wrong move. It, you wonder how it, how it jibes with Nick Sirianni's whole – uh, competition mantra, but I get what they're doing. What did you think of um, them finally saying that Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback yesterday? Yeah, it was. It was honestly, it was more than that for me. It was. I mean, it was Nick Sirianni saying that, but also the most lavish praise we've heard from Sirianni on Hurts since he's been here. Hmm. And I think it was purposeful. I, to me, it was kind of silly. The whole thing. He, yeah, we knew he was the starter. He took every first team rep. Um, so I understand from his perspective, why he waited so long to me, it's silly to me. We like, we yeah. know we just name him, but, uh, I thought what was more important yesterday was not that he ended the starter, but that he really praised him for a lot of what he saw this summer. And I've been impressed by Jalen Hurts, uh, on the field, off the field, you know, off the field, it, it was clear from last year, how everyone kind of gravitates toward this kid. And last year, it was it was probably a problem, honestly, that he had that about him. Uh, this year, with him being the guy, it's it's obviously a good thing, and uh, everyone on the team seems to buy buy into him. And the defense too. It's like the entire team looks at this kid and thinks he can be our leader. But also on the field, I've been impressed by him as a thrower. I don't know if he's still a good enough thrower to think that he can be the long term solution. That's to be determined for me, mm-hmm. but. 
I was impressed by his arm this summer, you yeah. know, uh, especially what I saw last year. I, I was very skeptical. I'm still somewhat skeptical, but a better thrower than I anticipated. Yeah, it's funny you say that, uh, you know, they, they gravitate towards him because I noticed it too, uh, you know, when he played in those games last year. It's funny, like everybody, they gravitate to everybody but Wentz at the time, you know, like Vols. <laughs> seriously, yeah. like they, you can you notice it. There's a noticeable difference with the other players when the backup came in. And to be fair, you know, Foles is a special guy. Yeah. Um, he, he just is. He has a special personality. And I think Jalen is too. So it for for Carson, it's kind of a shame that he's been sandwiched between these two guys who have that and mm-hmm. they have it in abundance because not every quarterback does, mm-hmm. you know, but it's it it's helpful. And and it's clear that the guys just really like Jalen. And he he just has this confidence to him that's it he's exuding confidence all the time it's and it's quiet he's right not it's not cocky it's not he's cocky not, yeah yeah and, and sometimes it like almost borders it's weird that you can think someone's cocky with them being quiet but it's like this quiet confidence he exudes it and i don't know if his play will ever catch up to it if it does then the eagles will have themselves a heck of a player right uh i'm curious to see what happens when we get in games and if, if what we've seen from him as a passer can translate, because we know he's going to have his legs, he'll have that to fall back on. You don't want to see him need to fall back on it mm-hmm. all the time right. um, because the threat of his legs can be enough. And we've seen that at times too. You know, if, if he's rolling right and, you know, there's a, a linebacker out there or a safety out there and they have to make a split second decision, Jalen will take that. He'll bait mm-hmm. him. He'll throw after they, they start to, to crash on him. So I think he has potential I'm I'm not sold all the way on him as a player. I'm sold on him as a leader, as as a as a as the guy in the huddle. I'm sold on that part of it. Mm-hmm. I need to see him as a thrower consistently. Yeah. Well, if you know, let's just stay in that uh, stay in that meeting room. The Garner Beach Minshew trade. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I thought it was a fine trade. I mean, they didn't give up much. It was a six round pick, and how he already got that six rounder back from Matt Pryor. So it's they, they, they what's this, really... what's this, it, how about that? You could have bought me with a wooden nickel that that came across the timeline, man. I couldn't yeah. believe it. I mean, it wasn't much. It was a, it was a late round pick swap, but just the fact that they got something for a guy they were going to cut. Right. Pretty impressive. And look, yeah, a six round pick for Howie a year away. He can find ways to get a six round pick back. He had three in this last draft. So um, I Do thought it was a fine trade. Do you believe what? this though? Is it going to cause any trouble like it did with Carson, you know, as far as him looking over his shoulder? Do you think that that's going to affect uh, Jayla like it affected Carson? I don't think so, personally. But nah. I mean, they're different guys. That's the one thing. And and you have to take into account. I mean, I, that's you can fault the Eagles for drafting Jalen for that reason. They didn't take into account the situation and the personalities they had in that room. And that's some people are going to take it as a knock on Carson. I don't mean it like that. I. I think that Jalen. There's there's I, no fr- there's no fragility with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. There just isn't. He's if anything, it's going to make him better, and mm-hmm. I believe that. You know, so um, they bring in Minshew, and and it does help to have the buffer of Joe Flacco there because Flacco deserves to be the backup right now. They paid him like the backup, and he's going to start the season that way. Now, does that mean if in week four someone gets hurt around the league and Howie can get something for him, right. he won't do it? I mean. Yeah, then then by that point, Gardner Minshew will have learned the offense, and and I think they look at him as a backup quarterback for next year, no matter if Hurts is the starter or if 
whoever else. Yeah, he's ends cheap. Up, yeah, he's cheap next yeah. year, under a million dollars. Pretty good backup quarterback. Right. I, I think that like he's he's one of those guys when you're like you're ranking the quarterbacks in the league, he's probably late twenties, early thirties. So he's like a a low level to me, he's a low level starter or high level yeah. backup. And he's just enough to push your starter, but not to really instill a ton of fear as long as your starter's good enough. So I, yeah. I like the pickup. And I think it's kind of a to me, it's a move looking forward to 2022, saying this is going to be our backup next year. We'll figure out the starter, whether it's Hertz or a rookie or you know, whoever. Whoever it is, Minshew's probably the backup next year. The quarterback factory is always uh, is always churning. I love uh, it how he made fun of himself for that yesterday. Yeah, what did he, was, I heard he did it. What did he actually say? Like, what was yeah, the context? Yeah, it was. Uh, well, he was asked about Minshew, and he said, "You know, we're we're quarterback." Looked around factory. He knows that it was funny when he said that a while when he said that over a year ago. It was one. I don't think it left his mouth, and he realized, oh. Uh, my. I, I shouldn't. And he's he's joked with us a few times about that. Right. It's not going away. It, it's <laughs> no. pretty funny. And at least he's embracing it a little bit. Right. Now, all of their draft picks, except one, uh, made the team. Jacoby Stevens was released. Uh, safety linebacker from LSU. Do you think that was warranted? Was he just, he just didn't impress? Well, he missed a lot of time with an injury. I, I think mm. he was on his way. to. It was a shame, too, because early in camp, he was kind of quiet. And then he had this really good day. He had a big interception to cap practice. And then the next day he was on the injury report uh, and he, he missed a lot of time. And it's tough when you're a player like that, who's kind of a hybrid and the defensive coordinator kind of has to have a, a role in mind for you. And they kind of have to have plays in mind for that specific player to have him not on the field. It's tough to make the roster. So, mm. and he's the only guy they have quite like that, you know? So, I, I think he's an obvious guy to bring back to the practice squad if he clears. And I, I kind of think he's going to clear so they can develop him and they can develop whatever they think that role can be for him. Whereas like the Sam linebacker is kind of a hybrid position in this defense. It's like a half edge rusher, half off ball backer, but they're, they're pretty clear that that's a part of this defense. They have multiple mm. players who can play that role. Whereas this position that Jacoby Stevens was in, it was just him. So they can take some time to develop that and formulate a plan for that position over the next year if he, if he ends up on the practice squad. All right. Well, now for the headband, you know, Nick Sariani. Give him a grade for this uh this this offseason. We're doing this, grades. Uh, You're gonna make yeah. him give you a grade. I for mean, the for the preseason. We're done with this this portion of this of the of the of the uh, year is done. The preseason is done. I'm going to ask you four games from now. What do you get for the first quarter of the season? I'm, for, I'm, all right. Wow. For, for, so for training camp and and preseason, I'll say it was a solid solid B. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to go too lavish with the praise because I don't know how it's going to work out. But what I was impressed with him about was, was just how, how much he stuck to his guns and – you can disagree with some of the things he's done. You can you can think that him showing a video of Kobayashi is silly, or you can think that the rah-rah stuff is over the top and the competition angle is over the top. But he's been himself since he got here, and he's been pretty unapologetic about it. He clearly had a plan of how he wanted to teach, how he wanted to act on the practice field, how he wanted to act in in the in the meeting rooms, in the locker room, and he executed that plan. Is it going to work? I, I don't know, but I give him credit 
for, you know, a lot of first year head coaches aren't that, aren't that sure of themselves. Mm. And I was impressed by how sure of himself he was. I, I was impressed by the level of intensity he got out of his practices, even though they were very Shorter. short. Mm. I was impressed that during joint practices, they were the better team. I didn't like that the starters barely played in the preseason. I'll be honest, but I understand why he did it. I understand that this team doesn't have a ton of depth and I wouldn't want to get my starters hurt either. Uh, so look, mildly impressed. And if we're looking at him, I think there's really two roles you look at near. I just talked about the head coach. He's also really the offensive coordinator. So from the offensive coordinator standpoint, I really like what I've seen from the offense and practices. We didn't see it in the preseason purposely, right. but in, in practices, I like what I've seen. I think they're going to be a versatile offense. And I think he's finding ways to utilize his players' strengths, which is what he said he was going to do. But I think we've seen that he's doing that, especially with guys like Jalen Hurts mm -hmm. and and how athletic the offensive line is. It seems like screens are going to be a big part of this offense, and they should be. They should have been under Doug when this offensive line was healthy, and they never were. Um, I So I think he's looking at what he has, and he's making the best of it. Yeah. Well, I, so yeah. So I'm sorry, Harry. But Go ahead. He, I said screams embarrassed. <laughs> right, right. No, but I'm just saying this. I gave him a B minus, and the only reason yeah. I didn't give him a B plus or maybe the A minus is because how he conducted. You know, the players not getting enough reps. You know, to me, I'm an old school guy. I want you to play in the preseason, but you know that's neither here nor there. But just like you said, he had a purpose. He aligned himself with that purpose, and the team followed along with him. He was a leader. You know, people think that you know, oh, he's a pushover. No, he's not a pushover. The guys respect him. So is that oh, yeah. he took control he can of this team? Too. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. He took control he'll, of this team. This is his team. This is his mm -hmm. team. And I didn't know if he was going to be able to do it from his first press conference, but he has definitely taken the reins to this team, and they believe in him. And those guys are going in the forward in the direction that he has highlighted for them. And to me, you know, as a, as a rookie head coach, he's done a masterful job at it. See, I think you gave him a B, and Seth looked up from his YouTube channel and, and wrote over and put a minus <laughs> next to it. I think you gave him a B. Because <laughs> you're Mr. Optimist here. What are you talking well, about B minus? You know, hey, so we watched the last two preseason games, and uh, you were in the office. You see us in the office. Seth says, you know what? I'm not watching any more of this. And starts looking at his phone and watching YouTube. <laughs> It was it was hard to watch, but Tough you know what? That but that's kind of like Sirianni. They they were pretty clear that they cared more about the practices than they did the games. So, you know that's why it was, it was funny talking about them winning practices. Yeah, I felt silly saying that. I know, but but when the head coach puts more emphasis in that setting, you kind of have to look at that setting more than the, the games. Yeah. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. One thing's and, and for I sure, they did good there. One thing's for sure, man. He loves him some ball, man. It's it's a legit. It's not fake. He <laughs> loves football, and I like that. It's you know? fun talking to him about his wheelhouse. Like if you talk to him about receivers, and mm -hmm. you know, hearing him talk about Devontae is fun because Devontae is just such a polished route runner. And hearing him talk about like like sticking his foot in the ground at the top of his breaks, and that's where. And it's fun to watch him coach the receivers too. Some head coaches. Mm -hmm. And, and you wonder too, like if Aaron Moorhead's like, oh, here comes Sirianni again to right, coach my, right. my guys. But it seems like they've been in lockstep with each other. And you can see his passion, especially with the receiver position or or teaching running backs how to run routes. Like that's his wheelhouse. Right, right. Hey, Dave, we really appreciate you jumping on, man. Great stuff. You got to follow him on uh, on Twitter at NBC or at, 
at D Zangaro and NBCS, right? Yeah, that's it. There it is. I got finally spit it out. Appreciate you, bro. I'll <laughs> Thanks you so another much, one. man. Yeah, all right, guys. All right, take care. There he is. Later, bro. Great stuff there. You know, Love I that. Mean, I mean, talking about a student of Eagles, man, that's all he does. He eats, sleep, and breathes yeah. Eagles, man. Me, I got to get away from it sometimes. He never gets away with it. Dave is right. always tied in to everything about it. So I right. even ask some questions sometimes, you know. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Well, do you, you have allergies today. Oh, yes. Yeah, They're something's killer. going on. It's raining right now. And right. every time it rains like this, I always get, you know, really calling everything. Yo, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And the changing of the seasons, that's what it kills me. Okay. The changing of the seasons. Okay. Do, so do you I'm take working Claritin? with it. Do you take Claritin? Bro, I take What do you got? Everything. You name it, I take it. Wow. I am going right Jesus. now, man. I am going. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. They're they're awful, man. I can tell you. I, I, take I start I start to call in sick, but no, not yep. not. I could not leave my boy Harry and they turn out. <laughs> well, now tomorrow you're going to be uh, doing the show from Kansas, Kansas City, yes, right? I'll be in Kansas City. You know, I got the uh, I have the South Dakota Kansas game. Yeah, it'll be on uh, ESPN uh, three or plus or something like that. You ESPN know I mean? so, plus, yeah, that, yeah. right. Yeah, so I'll, I'll uh, I got to go down. I got to interview the coaches. Uh, Tomorrow afternoon at three, the South Dakota at three o'clock, and then at uh six thirty, I interview uh the Kansas coaches. So mm-hmm. I'll be in enemy territory, man. You know, I'm a Kansas State guy. Yeah, going down to Lawrence, Kansas, and uh, interviewing those coaches, man. Cool. Now, uh, ninety one LSXers on the stream says Zangaro is to the Eagles as Aton is to Russian ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great analogy. That's pretty good. Yeah. And they're they're saying uh John Shelton and the others are saying that you have the Bobo brand of allergy medication. This is what you call the right aid brand. See? It's the Bobo right brand. Aid. Oh, I guess it will I guess so. I refuse to pay that extra fifteen bucks. See the extra or something with the same will, stuff in there. We'll will keep your nose clean now. Well, it's the same stuff in there. Yeah. People don't understand that. It's the same. It's the same company that makes the same stuff. This uh-huh. thing though, and they it, just it, put they a just, different label on it. They put a different label on it and yep. a different price. A whole different <laughs> price. Yes. Yes. All right. We'll take a quick time out. Be back uh, with our number two. Don't forget, we got uh, Matt Mullen coming up at twelve thirty. Uh, a lot of Ben Simmons uh, stuff to talk t- about with him, and a uh, bunch of football stuff. Carson Wentz, Jimbo Fisher, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, you're listening to the middle right here on the. Jacob Media YouTube channel back in three. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. 
Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we're back, hour number two, on a Wednesday edition of The Middle. Subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Smash the like button. You know, you got Birds 365 coming up in, you know, every morning, Monday through Friday from 8 to 10. And then our show, 11 to 1. And then Cilio, uh, 4 o'clock to 6 in the afternoon. And I guess, you know, whenever and when any breaking news happens uh, that's, you know, big, uh, you know, we go live here too. John, John McMullen, Joe Krause, they'll get Barrett, they'll wake Barrett up. They did too. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Yeah. In between, in between the hits, you know, I got a text from, from you know, for the, for the boss, Joe. And, uh, we did, we did a live show, man. We, 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 crushed it. You know, when, and about when was this yesterday? Oh yeah. Yesterday, uh, 1130 at yep. night. Oh no, 830, 830, 830 at night. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my phone doesn't ring after like you know six o'clock, bro. No. I don't call you after six thirty. <laughs> I know there's no there's a snowball's chance of hell of me getting you after six thirty. Right, right. Bro, I just I just know you, man. I just right, know right, you. right. You can text me though. 
You know, yeah, you the, you know, the phone rings. It ain't, it's not going to be picked up. All right, now, did you see this? Obviously, we we talked about it briefly yesterday about Carson Wentz's in the COVID uh, protocol or whatever they call it. Um, he and Ryan Kelly and Zach Pascal apparently are all on the this COVID reserve list because they came in contact with somebody. Um, with the team, you know, somebody in the staff, I guess, that has it. So though they didn't test positive, they still have to be put in this reserve list and kept away from everybody because they're not vaccinated. Yes. You okay. know, so they have to get tested five times before they can come back to the team. Right. Now, if they had, if they were, now if they were, uh, if they were vaccinated, yeah, they would just take the test. And if they were, you know, COVID free, they could go back with the team. But since right. they're not, that's why the, everybody's saying they're selfish. Well, he's selfish in particular for not going out and getting the vaccine. Right. Only if, if you're vaccinated and you're put on this list, it's because you tested positive. Right. But right, they don't right. even have to test positive if they're not vaccinated. So that's how you know if they're not vaccinated. I guess I guess that's what we, we garner from that. And this Indianapolis Star columnist, Greg Doyle, just crushed him uh, in his latest column. All right. He says the Indianapolis Colts could release Carson Wentz right now and I'd help pack his bags. Where does he live? Because he'll need a ride to the airport. Okay. Where there's smoke, there's fire, man. He'll help him pack his bags. All right. So he goes on uh, to grill Wentz, Pascal, and linebacker Darius Leonard, too, who has made anti vaccine comments on Instagram. And wears a mask in practice, which indicates that he is not vaccinated. Now, that's that's the two probably their two most important players, Leonard that and is, Wentz. Leonard and Wentz, right? I mean, you might, you, right? You might want to put uh, what's his name, uh, the guard from Notre Dame oh, that yeah, got yeah, hurt yeah, yeah. too. Uh, yeah, I forget his name right, right now, but he's probably their third best player. Well, yeah, but, you know, those two are the quarterbacks. You know, you got Leonard being the defensive quarterback, and then you have mm-hmm. the quarterback that Carson Wentz. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm not going to, you know, say anything about somebody getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated, but just know that to me, you know, it was my duty to get vaccinated because I would be around people. Right. And, you know, you know, my job uh, dictates that I do such. Right now, oh, I, I see I, on the, I, I see on the streamer Birdman nine ninety, who's a very good streamer. He says, "Who cares who is and who isn't? They're the top athletes on the planet. They have zero risk." I get that; that's true. But the thing is, is that there are rules in place that can affect the team if they're not, and that's the point here. It's not the point. It's not whether they would be at risk of really getting sick, and you know what I mean, going to the hospital. I get. You're right about that, but the thing is, is it puts their team at risk because then you get you can't play. Absolutely, it puts the team at risk, and you know, especially when you're the quarterback, man. Um, yeah, I, Quentin and, Nelson, J. Jaw, thank you very much. On yeah, the a bunch Quentin of Nelson. Dom Lewis, yeah. all of them just yeah. uh, gave it to us. You know, right. play action real, but you have a different responsibility when you're the quarterback of the team, right? And uh, Carson's a Christian, but it has nothing to do with with his Christian beliefs as far as being vaccinated. Nothing to do with that, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I you know I don't know what it is, but you know I think it, you know Cam Newton isn't either, right? And right, I, I know right. Belichick is on record as saying that that had nothing to do with his release, and I'm not buying that. 
Me neither. I'm really not. I know he was probably going to have to go. He was going to end up going with Mac Jones at some point during the season anyway. But he's sitting there thinking, I don't know if this guy is going to be available. And that's a that's a big deal. If you don't, if you go week to week not knowing if your quarterback's going to end up on some list and he can't practice and play, you can't, you can't play that way. That's right? a huge deal. That's a yeah. huge deal. And like I said, I'm not knocking anybody. You know, in, in, I'm not either know, because um, I have a cousin that yeah. she can't take the vaccine because it's it's you know things that are uh, in the vaccine that she's allergic to, so right, she right. can't take the vaccine. You right. know. The way they made it, the way they made it, the mixture was they made it. She's allergic to like two or three things inside of it that you know if she took it, she become deathly ill. You know, mm-hmm. so she could do it. Yeah. But I'm not gonna knock anybody. But they have to understand, you know, the role in which they have on this team. If they can get vaccinated, that's kind of tough. You know, as as a coach to say, all right, then I'm gonna put all my eggs in this basket. Yeah. And then somebody comes and smashes these eggs. I'm yeah, screwed. Knowing that the basket might not be there when you right. need them. Yeah, that, that's the thing. This has nothing to do with politics or religion or anything with me. It's about availability. Which that's is the best for a team. ability. Yeah. Right. That's the best avail- uh, ability is availability. All right. And Carson, you know, evidently there's more than just this vaccine thing. Evidently there's something more that's going on with Carson because um, – Team conceptually, you know, usually you would go out and be like, "Hey, that's my quarterback." Yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody's mm-hmm. saying anything about Carson. No, Does no. Carson know anybody up there? I mean, what's going on? Yeah, I don't. I can't. I don't know what it is. But Doyle goes on to say this was so avoidable, but these guys, for whatever reason, have decided to ignore every credible bit of scientific evidence to listen to crackpots or despots or whatever voice is trying to tell them. Psst, you know better than every credible epidemiologist in the country. Hell, <laughs> do these guys even know what an epidemiologist is? Now, you know, he could get in trouble for that now. Yes, yes. You know I mean, I, he's <laughs> getting a little he's getting a little too carried away. Yeah, you know, it's someone who studies outbreaks of disease. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Man, he just crushed him. And he says Wentz is the worst of the bunch in a football sense because he's the most important player on the team. That goes to what what you're saying. He's the most indispensable player on the roster, and the Colts have no idea if he'll make it through any given week without having to go back on the list simply for being too close to a teammate who tests positive. Yeah, I'll remind you that when the Colts acquired Wentz, I defended his arrival despite reports out of Philly that called him a bad teammate and selfish. Well, what do you know? Turns out Carson Wentz is a bad teammate. He's selfish. Turns Ooh. out he fits right into this Colts locker room. Man, he crushed him. Oh, so the Colts as a whole are being deemed as, as, as selfish? I, I you Is know, that I what guess, you're trying to say? Well, I mean, there's other players because Darius Leonard, you know, I mean, I guess he, I guess that's the leap that he's making there. Right, right, you know, right. The right. two, two best players are being selfish. In court, you know, but the quarterback always gets most of the blame. But and now man. imagine if he was up here in this locker room. I mean, oh, I know. <laughs> think about he would it. Go nuts. <laughs> I mean, think about it. If we're we're sitting here September first, and Carson's our quarterback, but he's on this COVID reserve list, this this town would be on fire. They'd be burning stuff at the stake right now, bro. You know, just to be honest, uh, this this is a hard. Uh, fan base to play for because they're they're totally tied in they're totally vested mm-hmm. i don't think they're as vested you know in indianapolis as they as they are here 
You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a totally different marketplace than Indianapolis. So I don't know if he can hang, man. Yeah, I don't know either, man. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. But you know, it's it's just like something always keeps following him. You know, there's always something, like a story. Always, you know. I mean, even in high school, high school is the same way. Then to go on to the when he went to college. Yeah. Well, sometimes you have to look at yourself, man. Take a take a deep analytical look at yourself. You know what is going on. You know, everything is not adding up to what it's supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. Here I am, a, I was a franchise quarterback, and everything just went into shambles, you know. Right. I go to a Super Bowl, I don't play in it, I don't win it. Then I, you know, I run my stuff out. I don't get kicked out, but I run my stuff out of the city and go to another city, and they're starting to do the same things. Maybe it's yeah. me. Yeah, I know. I mean, if he can't handle he can't handle the heat in Indianapolis, where can you handle it? Right, right. You know, the, I mean, last, was, last I looked, North Dakota doesn't have a pro sports franchise. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think the most forgiving what what if you went to Jacksonville, because that's you know maybe Jacksonville could could bring him in with open arms. I don't mm-hmm. know. Not now. No, not well, now. Speaking of Jacksonville, Urban Meyer's under some heat now apparently because he he used the vaccine or vac you know lack of vaccine as a way to cut players. No, did he? Yeah, they said that that factored into it, and now that now they're the players' union is up in arms against him. But it's, it's the same thing. That's all these coaches care about. Are you going to be available? You know, that's your job, right? It's your job. If you're available, then we can use you. If not, yeah. you know, they got a short memory, a very mm-hmm. short memory on what you've done. Is what have you done for me lately? You know, I can't say it enough, man. Yeah. You know, they they don't think like that, and. and you know, you're 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 paid to give us deliver a service. And if you can't deliver mm-hmm. that service, they're gonna go out and find somebody that will. And and because it's such a such a such a uh high you know profile type of job, there are people that would give their first young to be a part of a football team. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. All right. Now your your uh, wireless appears to be on the fritz again. It is? Yeah, your face, you're getting all blurry. <laughs> 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 What is going on? I don't know, man. <laughs> now you know these. You know it's, it's, uh, we're we're now starting to get the remnants of that that hurricane that was down in New Orleans. It's just coming over us now. Well, it's supposed it's, to. Be yeah, there. right. It rains. Been raining all day. It, yeah, you know it's yeah. going to rain all all night. I think too. All right. Now, did you see this? Jimbo Fisher, the head coach at Texas A and M, was already a very highly paid college football coach. He was getting seven and a half million dollars a year. He had a 10-year deal with Texas A&M for $7.5 He's entering his fourth season, and they tore up that contract and gave him a raise. What? Yes. He's gone 26-10 and 10 in his three seasons. Okay? Not bad, but, I mean, worthy of a raise from $7.5 He lost to Alabama all three times. Wow. I mean, to me, you get a raise if you beat Alabama. Right, 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 right. He's now going to make, not, on average, more than $9 million a season, which is still less than Saban, who He's makes like 10.6. And I think <sighs> Saban has something in his deal where if anybody gets a raise that goes above what he's getting paid, he automatically gets higher. Wow. Because he's the best. I mean, you know, it's a great deal. Harry, you ready, Harry? 
Yeah. We're, we're going to coach somewhere, bro. Are we going to coach? Go. Well, you're already coaching. <laughs> you're Woodrow I'm, Wilson, right? I, it's freebie, though. I'm, 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 you know, I'm not getting paid for it. You know, I'm just doing this out of the kindness of my heart. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a difference. Oh, okay. All right, let's let's go. In fact, you know what, Joe, we need a raise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he's gonna make nine million dollars, more than nine million a season, and he's twenty six and ten. Like the biggest win. Uh, I mean, he went to a bowl game and beat North Carolina. Big deal, right? I don't know, man. Wow. I'll tell nine you, nine million. Well, yep. they can afford it, man. That school is. That's one of the you know top schools as far as engineering and everything else. You know Texas A and M, yeah, so they can afford it. Well, they got you some know? wealthy alumni, man. Oh, they, they must have a lot of donors to that football program. <laughs> no question, no question. There's Ever no since question they that. they left Texas in the dust, well, when, man, look, when they went to the SEC, exactly. But look at this though, I go to Kansas State. You know what I get? You know we got alumni. Yeah. You know what I got? I got a waterbed and a Honda Elite scooter. That's the most that I got from being up at Kansas State. I know. You told that story, and I'm still laughing at the waterbed. Oh, it, I mean, it was a twin-size waterbed. A twin-size waterbed. <laughs> I had a king-size waterbed in this apartment that I rented in Philly one time. The, the bed came with the apartment, and it was a waterbed. <laughs> I sat on the damn thing. I sat on the bed and just, like, fell into the bed. <laughs> you got to sit on the edge. You know, they got they got this, like, padded edge around the thing right, that you got to sit on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, can you imagine a, 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 a twin-size waterbed and a Honda Elite scooter? That's the most I right. got as far as from, 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 you know, alumni giving me anything. Right. Oh, now I, the, I, I was cheated. I now, was the, cheated. the stream is talking about your your uh, your uh, internet. And what they're say? saying it's on the fritz, not fritz and being coolie. <laughs> That's pretty good. If you good. need a lure, lawyer. Right. That's uh, 91 LSXers work. I can't take it as mine. <laughs> That's pretty good. There's, now, do you have Fios? No, I have a... Because now it's back. You're, yeah, I know, because you work for Comcast. You can't right. have Fios. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hardwired in also, so I don't understand it. I don't get I'm it. I'm hardwired in. So am I. Huh. With Comcast. Business. I love, I love Comcast. Of course you do. That's what, you, that's what my you have favorite. to. That's what you have to say publicly. <laughs> I'm selling out, bro. I'm yeah, selling out. I'm exactly. selling my soul. <laughs> now, when can we? When can we get Seth on uh, the show? The, the stream would love to see Seth at some point here before the Eagles season starts. Is that possible? Yeah, we have to do it next week. Yeah, because he's off. He's off. Uh, he's he, he said for the next seven days, he's going to be somewhere warm. Somebody, oh, yeah. he said, somebody's going to pay me uh, to play golf somewhere. Well, he lives somewhere <laughs> warm. He lives in Arizona. It's like 110 right. degrees out there. Right, but he wants to go to an island somewhere. Oh, okay. I you see. Know? So, you know, somebody's going to pay him to play golf on an island somewhere like Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic or, uh, okay. you know, Barbados or something. He'll be playing golf somewhere. See, now that's risky this time of year, though, because of the hurricanes. Right, right. You know? You know when you're when you're when you're Sub Jordan, man, you get it, it gets laid out to you a la carte. Is that so, right? Yeah, you know he gets to pick and choose what you know where he wants to go. Me, I'm here with you guys. You're here. You're here with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now did the the Vikings make a trade uh, for a tight end? Did they, did I see they traded uh, with the Jets? Are you kidding me? Yeah, because this Irv Smith is likely going to be gone for the season. It says. 
He's gonna. He underwent surgery yesterday or today, actually. Yeah, it says Vikings this trade morning, for Jets yeah. tight end Chris Herndon. Right. They made a move to replace him yesterday on Tuesday. So, Chris Herndon. See now, now was Howie on? You know, was he trying to get a deal for Ertz? Well, he probably he probably was on it, but I mean, they uh, they traded a 2022 six round pick. Oh, only a sixth rounder. Yeah. Mm. Six round pick. What do you think they'd get for Ertz? Uh, I mean, Howie's probably holding out for like a third. No, no, it says the Vikings are trading uh 2022 fourth round pick to New York. Oh, fourth. Oh, you got it. Okay. And, a, and a 2022 sixth round pick. Wow. Can you believe that? Wow. A fourth and a sixth. For Herndon. Right. So you would think well, just a guy, right? I mean, you know, he's he's twenty five years old. Um, you know, he was picked in the fourth round back in twenty eighteen. He had thirty one catches last year, three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he's he's okay, just a guy. So they got a fourth and a sixth for him, man. That's why Howie's. I I hear you, Howie. See the value? Come on, man. Yeah, but that's a good job out of out of Douglas. Yeah, it is. Joe Douglas. Why do we let him go? That's uh-huh. probably the, the worst guy to let out of the building, you know, for the past three years. Well, they're a GM factory, too. Do you notice that? <laughs> right, right. Was, Jeffrey Lurie was trying to tell us, you know, there's GMs uh, from the Eagles all over the league. Wow. They're like a farm system for the NFL. Yeah, you yeah. want to talk stuff about him. Look, he just he just he just put uh he just put him in a great position to have one of the best GMs in the league. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's pretty interesting. That's now, huge, man. I mean, that, that really shows, you know, I understand why Howie didn't did trade Zach. You know, if he, he didn't get that type of deal. Mm-hmm. At the very least, he should be able to get a fourth and a sixth right now. Right. Now, Deshaun sure. Watson is part of the 53-man roster still with the Texans. That was the other thing that happened yesterday. They basically shut that down, that they're not interested – uh, at least any more in, with the, in Deshaun Watson. Oh, they did. Well, basically, they yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they, they basically shut that down. Well, now, whether that's to. because Deshaun Watson apparently put them didn't put them on his trade list. You know, they, I mean, you know, with all this due diligence they were apparently doing behind the scenes, all they had to do apparently was call the agent and say, "Hey, would he want to come to Philly if a trade was be, to be made?" Uh, no, you're not on the list. Click. <laughs> it would have saved you a lot of work, right? It has saved us a lot of work. You know, Zed, a lot right. of speculation. I, I had, I anguished over this for weeks <laughs> at the thought of them being able to get to Sean Watson once he, if he, if, and when he's cleared of these charges, still facing is, 22 active civil lawsuits. That is crazy. That just from out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. This lawyer, you know, you know, brings all these people out of it. You know, I mean, come on, man, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's been happening for years, and why is it so all of a sudden now? This is crazy, man. Yeah. Now, but, what do you, what do, you, how do they, what do they do with him? He's just, part of the fifty-three man, right? So he's not going to be. Activated. Tell him to stay home. Just tell right. him to stay home. They, you know, they can't put him on a practice squad. Nope. 
So he's just going to be like a like a third quarterback, healthy scratch every week. Is that how that works? He's not practicing. They wouldn't allow him to practice. Well, he's at practice though, so he doesn't get fined. He shows right. up. They might as well just let him stay home, man. Yeah. He's nothing but a distraction. They don't well, need that. I would need that. Well, I mean, how how do they how do they avoid that? They'd have to designate him like as an injured per, an injured player or something, right? Make up some sort of soft tissue injury. No, so, they, just, they just say just don't come in, just stay home, don't come in. We don't need you to come in. It's not like they have to. He has to come to practice. If, if they tell him to stay home, he can just stay home. Well, yeah, because then then they can't find him if they tell him to to right. not come to practice. Right. I wouldn't want to have him in the building. Yeah, I know. I, I get it. If he's in the building, that's going to be a distraction. Well, yeah. You don't want him talking to your young guys or, you know, talking to people. Hey, man, you don't you don't need to be doing this stuff, man. This organization sucks. You know, you don't want him saying that type of stuff to your players. So why would you even have him in the building? Hmm. This is interesting. I mean, when is the when are they going to like I heard there was a grand jury that is being put together to determine if there's enough like how long does this stuff take? Right. You know? Well, you know what? To 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 average people like us, mm-hmm. I think they'd have done this a long time ago. It'd, oh, it'd, yeah. It'd been We'd have been in through. jail already. Right. <laughs> right. But since I guess he's high profile, you know, he gets, you know, done, yeah. it, it's done a little different. Like I watched this movie the other night on uh, Amazon. It's good. I recommend it. Called The Courier. The Courier. It's based on uh, a true story back uh, with the, the Cuban Missile Crisis. And it was about this guy who's in England. He's a salesman. And he ends up being brought into this whole thing of espionage with the Russians. And and a, a guy who's you know supplying him with information that ends up telling our government that the Russians have missiles on the island of Cuba. And so he was basically responsible for you know, Kennedy ma- making the Russians back down because we we didn't know about it, but we knew about it because of work that this guy did, and he ends up getting thrown in to the jail and you know the Russian gulag. Wow. Yeah, for a couple of years. Okay, and it was you know that's that's the kind of prison that I would get. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's thrown in this dark cell where he's got to go to the bathroom in a pot, and he's like drinking this or eating this lousy soup. That's all he has. He loses oh, you all his weight. I think I saw that. Yeah, Did I you think see I saw it? That. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a really good movie. It's the same yeah. guy that uh, he plays Sherlock Holmes. He's like a, you know. Cumberbatch is yeah, his last yeah, name. Yeah. He's yeah. got a strange name. Yeah. He's a but strange it's a good dude. movie. Yeah. Strange L- dude. 91LSX is on fire today. <laughs> he goes, the D- Philly DA Larry Krasner would have dropped the charges months ago. <laughs> Oh, that is just too good. <laughs> oh man, I, I wish we could give awards for for this. Like, just, just some of these people are just fantastic. It's just it's just <laughs> great content. It, it, our stream, our stream is better than Twitter. No question. Look, look, you realize Ron, that? Look, Watson and Ron Jeremy have the same amount of allegations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, last week was a bad week for Ron Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see. Yeah. See, he was trending for a minute, huh? Yeah, he was trending. So I don't know Peter, what he did. I don't it was know Peter did. North. It's not good. I'll just tell you that. It's not good. The bad week for some of the old stars, I'll tell you. 
All right. Matt Mullen just tweeted that he's hopping on the show with uh, with you and I at 1230 to talk Ben Simmons. We appreciate that. And he's also uh, linking the uh, uh, the stream on there. So good job out of him. And we'll talk with uh, with him about Simmons. What's your initial thoughts on the Simmons thing? My initial thought is, all right. At least I, I heard his interview yesterday mm-hmm. and he is totally deflecting on what his role is in all this junk that's going on. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's really trying to portray that he's getting picked on. Yeah. By the team, by the, by, by Philadelphia. That's right. why he doesn't want to come back. Yeah. Well, We're just bad fans and, and, and the organization's bad. No, yeah. you did this to yourself. He's a, Shoot, he's, a, damn he's, it. he's a baby. Yeah. But, the, but the problem is, is that he's being coddled by his agency and all right. his people saying, you know, basically reinforcing uh, this idea that he doesn't need to, you know, increase his game. He's got enough game. You're already an all star multiple times. You don't need to learn, you know, to to shoot jump shots. He's being he's being enabled. You you can't do that, man. I mean, he's got to be a grown man about this. And, and at this point, he's not. My point is, wouldn't you just want to? Like, why do you right. need somebody to tell you what? Like, what? I, I don't know. The whole thing is just, uh, it's 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 the exact opposite of of the way I think a, an athlete of his caliber would act. Now, exactly. Joel Embiid is is going crazy. All right the the NBA Central Twitter feed put up this report that the Sixers reportedly had to pick between Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. The Simmons and Bede rift has been escalating. A person with knowledge of the situation tells USA Today Sports. He copies that story and goes, sources, quote, trust me, bro. Stop using my name to push people's agendas. I love and hate drama. I love playing with Ben. Stats don't lie. He's an amazing player, and we all didn't get the job done. It's on me personally. I hope everyone is back. Because we know we're good enough to win. How's that for a tweet from your star player? Wow. And it just shows, hey, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it on the chin for you guys. But stop using me as your pawn in your game. Wow. No, I'm still going to use you as a pawn in the game. Because at this point, you have a guy that's that's not taking any responsibility. You just took responsibility. He still hasn't taken responsibility. Right. All right. We got to take a short time out. We'll be back with Matt Mullen to talk about Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid and everything. Sixers here for a while. We'll take a little break from the football. You're listening to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, The Middle with Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays back in three. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job, a personal injury from someone else's negligence turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. 
Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Uh, we are back. Twelve thirty. Half hour to go. Spent a lot of time in the first uh, 90 minutes talking football, but we got to get to the hoops, man, because I don't know. I don't know that the Sixers want to be in the headlines this way at this time of year, because, you know, everybody talking you know, football, let's get a little attention. They don't want this kind of attention, right, Matt Mullen? Absolutely not. I don't think anyone wants this kind of attention, especially, <laughs> especially at this time of year when it should yeah. be like a, a quiet dead period. Everyone can, you know. I'm sure the Sixers PR staff is just loving the fact that, you know, this was their probably like their last week or so before things really started gearing up that they could like take it easy. And now they're forced to right. work all week. So, well, Aton a- Barrett and I were joking last week, as a matter of fact, saying like, man, this is going to be a long 16 days in between Eagles games. Like, what are we going to do? Is the Ben Simmons stuff going to give us anything? We weren't we weren't thinking it was going to give us anything. And now here we have it. We got a full blown controversy. If you want to know how little we were expecting this, our Sixers writer is on the other side of the Atlantic right now. Kyle Newbeck. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's on a much deserved vacation right now. He actually filed a story this morning while wow. flying from one place in Spain to another. Um Jeez. So, yeah, but uh no, we weren't ready for this either, but it, you know, it's nice to have something to talk about. Yeah, it, it is. But, uh, you know, this is getting kind of ugly now. I mean, obviously, Shams, Shams Sharania, the athletic, has been all over this. And uh, the other day said, you know, basically, it's not a question of if they trade Ben Simmons, but when. And then the day after that, you know, yesterday, this other bombshell drops where the Simmons camp with Clutch Sports says, oh, yeah, well, it's a question of when. He's not coming to camp. Right. And uh, Tyrese yeah. Maxey's involved. Luckily, that report has been walked back. The guy yeah. who originally – Kendrick Perkins said something like, that's absolutely false with like four exclamation marks. And then um, the guy who originally reported it, he also said, this is not true. So he completely walked – thank God, because oh. that was getting really ugly. The maxi part. The maxi part of it, yes. Oh, okay. Because we were here – it was something about where – he has events planned, and they told him to cancel. They said, cancel the events because you're not going to be in Philly. 
Yeah, there was no update specifically to that part of it, but he basically said, you know, Maxi is looking forward to being back in Philly this year, blah, blah, blah. And both he and Perk kind of said something to the effect of that doesn't mean Maxi won't be in a trade if it's for if it's part of an actual, you know, if it's for Damian Lillard or something, it would right. it would make sense maybe to have him as an extra piece in there. They both kind of said like that could still happen, but it's not like he has to be included in any trade or won't be back next year or anything like that. Well, well, how much power does does Ben and his camp have as far as what his destination is going to be? None, none at all. <laughs> um, Seriously, he can he can say that he has preferences, um, you know, but all that really does is hurt the hurt the Sixers' leverage. I mean, it's it's a really weird thing to have a, an agent because Keith's report yesterday. I mean, it's pretty obvious where all of that information, what side of the table all of that information was coming from. Um, so it's really weird to have an agent being like, we're demanding a trade. We have to get out, um, all this stuff when the team's already actively trying to trade him, all they're doing is making it harder for the Sixers to trade him. Right. Like it doesn't make any sense why you would do that. Normally a guy requests a trade when the team doesn't want to trade him by all accounts, the Sixers are actively shopping him. So why would you handcuff your GM? Who's trying to give you exactly what you want? Yeah, I was re- I was reading that you know it's uh, the the three California teams. Well, and in fact, there's four California teams. I don't know if Ben knows that, but uh, let's just try to convince everybody that Oregon is actually part of California. I mean, since essentially they are <laughs> really the same, not. they are very similar, and you know, and what's going on out there. But let's just say Portland's part of California. Yeah, I mean, it's the West Coast. The right. West Coast is the West Coast. I don't see why that would be such a big difference. Um, but I've also seen – so that thing about the three teams was mm-hmm. in Keith's story and came from a Western Conference executive who said that. So I don't mm. know how much he had heard or whether that was just his own thought on the matter, being that you know Ben's from Australia. This would put him closer to there. He already has a house in L.A., stuff like that. Right. Um, and then Chris Broussard today had a report that said he's willing to play for 29 teams, just not the Sixers. Oh, well, so that that helps the Sixers. Yeah. If you're Daryl Morey, you love that, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Now, now teams won't, you know, hold stuff back knowing that he doesn't want to go there or he only wants to go there. Hmm. Now, um, is there any um, is there any sense of, of, of Ben now talking back with his ex teammates or, you know, presumably going to be ex teammates, you know, like Ben uh, talking to, you know, Embiid or any of the other guys? It did. Danny Green did an interview over the last couple of days where it certainly sounded like he hadn't really been in touch with him. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but the snippets I heard, it didn't sound like um, he had really been in touch with him. Um, I had thought that he wasn't really in too much communication with the organization side of it. Um, but apparently, I guess, according to uh, to, to uh, the report yesterday, they had a meeting, I guess, last week. And as far as like guys like Embiid and and Tobias and Kerry, I, I don't know, but it, it seems probably like they haven't. If I had to guess, I would say they haven't had much communication based on other reports and other things I've been hearing, but you just don't know. Well, Joel went on a tweet storm this morning. I know he you're did. aware of this, and he yes. basically said that that's fake news, that uh, he and Simmons are, are on the outs. Yeah, well, he didn't quite say that. He said he likes playing with Simmons. 
He didn't say he liked Ben Simmons, you know, that they're best friends or anything like that. But he certainly shot down the idea that they can't coexist on the same team. Right. I mean, I think right. I think we've all come to understand that, which is why that report kind of seemed strange. That was stuff that was being talked about two or three years ago, not really in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, do we think that Ben and Joe are enough to get the team to a championship? I think we've seen over the last two years. Probably not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think people, everyone's reacting to that, um, that Joel run of tweets. Like he said something about the fans in there, that fans mm-hmm. need to be better. And that's all anyone is reacting to from that. Yeah. And I mean, as expected that, you know, for how tough Philly fans like to portray themselves, you know, yeah. we're, you know, we're, it's tough to play. They're really soft when they're very thin. People, when the athletes yeah. come back at them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so people are getting real offended by that. But like, if you read his thread, he says the media needs to be better Yep. and not push false narratives. He said he needs to be better, which is part of the reason why they didn't go as far as they wanted to. And he said, fans right. need to be better. He's not ripping fans. He's saying no. all of us, we, we all need to be better, which I don't know why people are getting so upset about it. No, I, I, th- I thought it was pretty good actually. Yeah, I agree. He took ownership. You know, he's 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 showing the the signs of a leader. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean I haven't heard anything from Doc about right, you know, everything that's going on right now. Doc Rivers is kind of fading into the back, you know, letting things, I guess, you know, unfold in front of him before he, you know, really goes into it. But I mean, where is he at this whole situation? Well, I obviously think uh, Maury takes into account how Doc feels about players and stuff when he's making moves. I mean, Doc Rivers isn't uh, – he's not Brett Brown in the sense that, you know, when, when Brett first got here because Doc is only a year in where he was a new guy. Doc's won championships. He knows what he's doing. So I think he definitely defers a little bit to him. But as far as why he's not, you know, out saying anything or we're not hearing from him publicly, he doesn't have to. And, you know – the team right. doesn't probably doesn't want him to say anything. I, I think they they would ideally like something to be resolved with Simmons before um, Doc has to speak publicly at training camp. Right. I don't think they want that to be hanging over. You know, especially if he doesn't report, it's all going to be where's Ben? How does this affect the team? Um, trade questions. You know, locker room questions. That's all it's going to be instead of looking ahead to the season. Yeah, I like the fact that you know I used to hate when they they'd hang Brett Brown out to dry for all these oh, yeah, situations, <laughs> and nobody would speak, and he was the only one that could speak on it. That was that was unfair. He looked so yeah. uncomfortable when he yeah. was doing it, also, man. And that's not what he was brought in to do, and that's not what you know coaches right. shouldn't always have to do, especially personnel decisions like that. Um, you know, if they're if it's over playing time or something that they specifically control, yeah, but don't hang him out to dry like that, right? Yeah, he wasn't brought in here to to be the spokesperson, and he wasn't brought in here to be the GM, as evidenced by him taking Zaire instead of and trading Mikhail Bridges. <laughs> Absolute yeah. disaster. Uh, <laughs> Where is Zaire? Where is he right now? Is he at Walmart? What's he doing? I I don't know where he is right now. I, <laughs> I would guess in the, I would guess in the G League. You think? Okay. Oh man. Anyway, I don't mean to you know bring up old dirt, but now what what do you think? Do you think this does get something does get done, and are we going to like it, or are we going to have to sit here and say, man, sixty cents on the dollar looks pretty good to me? 
I'm a little bit worried about that going into it. I trusted Maury, you know, I, he's not going to get swindled. He knows what he's doing. He's not going to settle for something less. Now that this stuff's coming out, it kind of forces his hand a little bit, but I also think he's not, you know, he's, I know he's not dumb. I don't think he, may he have to take 90 cents on the dollar? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be 60. I, I don't know. I still think there's a world in which they work out a three-team deal. I think that might be part of the reason why this is right. all taking so long is because it's not just going to be Simmons and someone for Dame. It's going to be right. Simmons to the Warriors right. for a bunch of players that gets flipped to the Blazers right. for Lillard. I think it's going to be yeah. something like that. Um, I'm worried. It's not going to be that. You know, It could wind up being McCollum or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be obviously Lillard, that being the goal now for everyone, anything yeah. less than that is going to be a disappointment. Yeah. And it's funny because everything you read, you know, even that comes out of uh, the athletics says, you know, Dillard is the target. Dillard is the target. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got on the mind. Right. So it, it's not just fans that sit here and, and pine right. for right. Damian Lillard. It's obviously right. Daryl Morey. That's his right. white whale, too, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and he and he missed his white whale last year trying to trade uh, Simmons for Harden. Harden. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So yeah. now I don't think he wants to make that same mistake twice. I think he right. wants to make sure he gets this done. How'd you right. like no. that Moby Dick reference there, Matt Mullen? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> that was kind of amazing. I was call you Ishmael. That's exactly. Oh, nice work. See. <laughs> He takes it to the next level. You've been around us too long, man. You know, know, speaking of white wells and all this and all that, man, look at this team as way it's constructed right now. Uh, Where are they at? You know, saying even if if Ben is not there, where do you think they are as far as in, you know, in their conference, you know, with with the the guys they have right now? Yeah, with all the other moves that all the other teams have made, there's been a lot of moves. So you say without, without Ben, no one replacing him? Yes, or, without anybody um, replacing him. Without anybody replacing him, I would probably – I still think if, you know, with a healthy Embiid, I still think five, middle, somewhere in the middle hmm. um, of the playoff picture. Uh, definitely, I definitely not uh, hosting the first round, I don't think. But, yeah. um, you know, maybe five, six, seven, somewhere like that. Um, I think they're still competitive. Because, again, yeah, they'll still be competitive, but, again – the, what will happen is those days where Embiid can't go, whether yeah. it's rest or, you know, he's going to miss 15 games or so a season. Yep. They're Drama. not going to have nearly as strong of a team to go up against those other opponents. So they'll lose more of those games. And I think that'll hurt them more than anything. Now, what what if they do get a, a Damian Lillard to team with Embiid? Are they, are they the tops in the, in the conference? Yeah. They're, they're yeah. the favorite or, you know, Second, they'll probably be second favorite behind the Nets, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be a lot closer, a lot closer. I mean, I think I think Lillard is just such a perfect fit to go oh, around man. Embiid. I, I mean, I think they would play off of each other so well. And then you put other shooters out there with Green, Curry, Tobias. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be trouble. I, you know, I think I, honestly, I think that goes to number one because now you have a balanced team. You know, you have a power yeah. down low. Now you have a, a, an accurate outside shooter. Uh, I, I really don't think at that point, if we got littered, that even the Nets could compete, you know, at this point, because you got, yeah, they have shooters from, you know, three shooters, but you have a, such a balanced team from that point on that, yeah. you know, it'd be hard to defend them. It was hard to defend them even with, you know, with a guy that didn't shoot, let alone yeah. a guy that can shoot. 
Right. And I, I think, I mean, I would put them right there. 1A, 1B. I mean, I don't see much right. difference. I, you, they could be above, some people will put them above the Nets. Some people will put them right below. But I think, and I mean, that would be, that would be a great series. I would love to see a seven game series like that. Wow. Wow. And I'd be ready for basketball season to come. Man. But at this point, man, you know, it's like a merry-go-round, a carousel with Ben Simmons, man. You know, the mere fact that, you know, these other GMs see how babyish he's acting, it's just gonna, it's just not going to vote well for it's us, It's not man. good for his brand, man. I'll right, right, not no. at all. And on top of that, the fact that he just – the one thing – he's had one glaring weakness in his game for however many years now, and he's – says I'm committing to working on it, whatever, and it hasn't improved. I mean, that I think more than anything is the damning thing that other GMs and, and coaches have to look at. Absolutely. What, what do you think of what they've done thus far in the off season? Um, you know, whether they get Paul Millsap or not, what do you think the, about the job that they've done so far? I think considering there was such, you know, this Ben Simmons sized elephant in the room that they didn't know what was going to happen. I think they did a really good job bringing in pieces that, um, cause at the time, you know, we didn't know whether Ben would be back pieces that fit around him, or if they had to get rid of him and bring someone else in that they also fit. I mean, I think, I don't think any of the moves they made are, you know, going to add a ton of wins or subtract a ton of wins, but I think mm-hmm. that, you know, I think they did pretty well for themselves. Yeah. I like the Drummond move. I mean, you know, Dwight yeah. Howard served a purpose, but I, you know, to be able to replace him with Drummond, I think is pretty, pretty I cool. Gang too. I yeah. think he's going to be a good shooter yeah, on the right. outside of good backup four. Three-point mm-hmm. guy, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. The more guys like that you can put around um, and be, the better. All right, now, do you get to take a vacation between now and football and with all this stuff, the uh, possibility, or what, what, I mean, what do you no, do? Um, I already, I had vacation a couple weeks ago. I was out uh, for a week, um, but I, I am playing some golf on Friday, playing Glenn Mills on Friday. So nice. Looking forward to that, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And you then I'll t- be right back to work. You got to tell you play, me. What, you played there before? I did. I played there like two or three weeks ago. Loved it. Was it right. was it in good shape? I mean, that's a great, great layout. Yeah. Okay. Great good. shape. Yeah, because I had heard, you know, the kids used to do mm-hmm. all the maintaining of the course and stuff. So I had heard that it might not be as in good shape. I thought that's it was what in great I heard. Shape. Okay. I thought good. it was in great shape. Yeah. And, and yeah. those guys, those, those those guys, you know, those kids that are there, man, they're they're they make them be so hospitable when you're there, man. Hey, yeah. how you doing, sir? You know, oh, yes, yeah. they're not sir, no, sir, you know? no, they're not there anymore. What? Yeah, they no. shut they shut the school the down. Schools shut down. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, there was a big uh big investigation into like abuse and stuff and right. they shut it down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm well, playing I- I'm playing cricket club on Monday. Never been there. Nice. I've heard Neither, I've, uh, Never, not to play. Yeah, I I haven't been there to play. I've been there yeah. for tournaments and stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm looking forward to that, man. <laughs> Where are you playing, Barrett? Barrett's going to Kansas City to cover the Ooh. South Dakota University of Kansas football game. Yeah, I'm not playing anywhere. I'm not <laughs> play. Right, right. <laughs> What'd you say? Getting some KC barbecue? Oh, well, of course. I'm going. I'm, I'm definitely going to get some barbecue, man. That's that's first and foremost. And there's a White Castle on every other block there, too. So oh, I'll, be man. Happy, man. I'll be good. Right. You're going to gain 20 Thanks. pounds till you get back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Matt. Yeah, we wait. appreciate you jumping on. You got to follow Matt on Twitter, at Matt underscore Mullen. Read all his stuff in the Philly Voice. We love Philly Voice. And uh, enjoy enjoy the golf, bro. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right, there straight, he is. Bro. Hit him straight. Matt Mellon. So it's, yeah, that's it's, kind of damning on Ben, man. It really is. You know, because it's, it's not good for the brand. No, not at all, man. And, yeah. and that's what it's all about. That's all Rich Paul is about is building that brand. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
you know, he, he's right, man. You, you look at a guy, you know, the only um, the only thing that, you know, his game doesn't, you know, doesn't fill all the check marks is shooting. And right. he still hasn't went out there and tried to shoot, man. Well, that's that's and, and here's the thing. we You know, you see all these stupid videos, which I can't – I don't even watch anymore. It's just clickbait, and I, I refuse to buy in, of him shooting in a gym in, in Los Angeles. Who cares? If he's not willing to do it in a game, so what? It doesn't matter. Right. You know? It doesn't matter. And uh, It's know, only more frustrating. You're like, oh, he's shooting in pickup games, but he won't shoot against the Atlanta Hawks. Right. You know? I mean, what, what, is, what is his problem? Like, I, I hate the fact that I get this way with players in our city, but I just I get to right. the point with so many players for every team where I just want them out of here. Why is well, that? Why does that always happen here? And, 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 and we never get we never get to you know to, to to be happy full time, man. You know what I mean? It's always something. You know what I mean? You look at other teams. You know you you look at uh you look at a team like you know Golden State like three or four years ago. They had mm-hmm. it all, man. They had it all. Shooters, yeah. guys. But we never get that, right? You know, I know. I mean, even even the Super Bowl we won, we had to fight, scratch, and claw with the second team quarterback. Yeah, to make it. You know, we really didn't get the full. Ambiance of being a great team. It was right. a team with a bunch of guys that you know they're yeah. you know, gritty and, and and stuck together and and played beyond what their capability really was right. to win a Super Bowl. You know, right? They made it more fulfilling at which, the end, which some would say is fitting for Philadelphia. Right, that yeah. gritty type of hardworking, right. you know, blue collar. You know, but yeah, I want to be. A- I'm sick of this blue collar crap, right. man. <laughs> Wait, give me, give me. Give me a, a, an elite team for a right, couple right. of years that I can watch, you know, play into the championship. You know, let's go to let's go to force five straight NBA finals. You know, that's what I want. <laughs> Why can't I have that? I don't want to have to keep. T- I don't want to have to keep taking these, you know, uh, 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 you know, antacids, you know, every time right. I go on third down, you know, oh, my right. goodness, here we go. Right. Third down. on. I know right. they're going to have it. You know, I, I don't want I don't want to drink this much. Right. They make me drink this much. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I know it's not good for me. Exactly, Jesus. man. All right, now they're they're saying on the stream that the uh, Jets have released a cornerback. What's Ooh. going on? I don't know. Let me let me see if I can find out. Me too. Me too. Yeah, Jets are making moves, man. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. Um, let's see. It's nothing here on. Oh, the Giants are going to retire your boy Strahan's number ninety-two in November. In November, well, I think they're retiring um, Eli's in 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 early the early part of the season. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they should. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm gonna see uh, what game that is that they they're gonna be doing. Oh, it's the Eagles game. <laughs> they're re- they're retiring his game on November 28th when the Giants host the Eagles. You know what they should do? They should have uh, they should have Big Runyon. Yeah, right. Oh, that was a battle. <laughs> that was Clash of the Tights, man. It really was. It, it was really it was, was. It was great. It was must-watch TV, man. Because both of them, man, I mean, it, they were going tit for tat with each other. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like one guy was dominating the other guy. Both of them were just just, just fight. It was a Clash of the Tights. I started out, you know, playing against Strahan when he was just learning really how to play. Right. You know, it was early in my career. He had been in the league like a year or two. You know what I'm saying? He didn't develop that patented, you know, grab, pull, 
and then go by. You know, he had a move, man, where he would grab the outside of your shoulder and swing it. As he's swinging his body outside, pull himself past you, you know, to go to the quarterback, man. He hadn't really developed it all the way. He was trying to perfect it against me. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, got the, I got the tail in. I mean, I got the, the start of that. All right. Uh, some more developments here. I uh, found out the Jets released cornerback Bless Austin. Uh, Austin. Mike Garofalo says it's a surprise here, though they had talks with teams to see if they could trade him recently. So do you, have you heard of Bless Austin? No. Is he worth looking into? I don't know. I've never heard yeah. of him. All right. Uh, Will Greer, backup quarterback formerly with Carolina, was released yesterday. He's now with the Cowboys. He's Will the backup. Greer? Will Greer. From, uh, he played at West Virginia. Right. I remember him. I yeah. remember him, actually. Didn't he f- first go to Florida and then transfer or something, yep. I want to say? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yep. we, we'd like to welcome Will to the team. Your <laughs> newest Dallas Cowboy. <laughs> Will Greer. Yeah, he got released. My Matt Rule released him. Wow. Matt Rule's like, I'm sticking with my Temple guy, P.J. Walker. Oh, P.J. Walker's the second table? Of course. Yeah, he's, you he's, know, the, of he's course. the backup, yeah. Yeah, of course. So Will Greer now with Dallas. Now, does that really – I mean, that's not really the name I was thinking Dallas would go for. I thought they'd go a little higher than that. Uh, man, I guess they didn't want to trade for Nick Foles. Well, Nick Foles is only great in our eyes. Yeah. Everywhere else, he, he's he's just a guy that, you know, had a great game in the Super Bowl. It's amazing, isn't it? But to us, you know what I'm saying, he's the third coming. But, you know, outside of the league, you know, Nick Foles is just Nick Foles. You know, yeah. they don't they don't know his nickname really, you know what I'm saying? They don't talk about him in reverence like we do. Right. You know, they don't know that he has a statue outside our stadium. He don't, they don't know any of that stuff. Right. He's just it, a guy that gets hurt all the time and, and and you know, he won a Super Bowl, the greatest game of his life. It is amazing. Like that you talk about lightning in a bottle. You know, that's it. I mean, who, where was he with the Rams, right? Then he's with us. He was the Eagles with, first. Right. Eagles, then the Rams. Then he go to the Rams, and then we got him back or something, and then went to Jacksonville. Right, right, now he's yep. in Chicago, and he just can't – he just doesn't seem to do anything anywhere but that that time that he was here. It's, it's Every true. time he puts on that that green, yeah, he something plays happens. well here. Yep. Something happens. All right, they're asking for golf picks on the stream. The golf picks are on the podcast, Swing It and Ding It. We uh, did it this morning. It's up. And – um, what else? That's it. That's where you go for those. Okay. I'm not giving them out on here. <laughs> I didn't do very well last week either. I only hit two bets. I had Sam Burns in the top 20 and I had Rory in the top 20 and I'm picking Rory again. That's a tease. I'm taking Rory again this week. Cause I, last week he really, uh, he really woke up. <laughs> All right. But I will tell you on DraftKings, be aware of this. They have a staggered start for this tournament. Like the leader is already 10 under par before the thing starts. And the guy in second place is already eight under par. And then it's seven, six, five. And then there's a group at four, a group at three, a group at two, a group at one, and a group at even for the 30 players. That's the way they work the final. But on DraftKings, you can bet either way. You can take it with the strokes. In other words, if you want to bet, um, Finau to win, you bet him trailing by two strokes, or you can bet him without the strokes. 
So in other words, let's just say he shoots he shoots a better score than any than anybody else, but he still shot one less with the strokes to the winner. But he played better golf. You can bet it both ways. It's pretty cool. Do you understand, Barrett? Or are you confused? Uh, I, I I wouldn't even listen to me. I'm looking at the stream. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I talk golf, you just look at the right, stream. right. You know, yeah, it, yeah. It, the, the stream. They look. The stream knows it too. You know, right. They're like, well, Barrett's looking at the stream. They know it all the time because I'm oh, looking yeah. at ben, ben Simmons. Oh, that's an Eagles win. Right. I hate okay. to do it to you, New York Giants. <laughs> <laughs> that's great stuff. I heard, I got ripped yesterday. Uh, they're saying no OT, and now you quit three minutes early. Yeah, I'm. I'm not quitting. It's the three-minute commercial bed so we can end at <laughs> 1 o'clock. I'm a radio guy. I'm used to that kind of stuff. So, But that, uh, that about does it for today. Tomorrow, Barrett's going to join us from a hotel room, uh, we hope, with a better internet connection in Kansas City. Right. right? Okay. <laughs> we'll be ready to rock, man. All right, man. Have a, you, safe, have a safe flight. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Definitely, bro. Take it easy. All right. As a hardworking American... You've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. On the field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.